Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Charles Neiman, Senior Pastor of Abundant Living Faith Center. Wednesday night, are you ready to rock and roll? I think you are. If you have your Bible with you tonight, open it with me once again to Luke, the 18th chapter. Luke chapter 18. This has been our foundation text in this series called Burn the White Flag. Just going to burn it. Hmm? Got no room for it. No place for it. I don't care if you come from a long line of white flag wavers. I'm going to let that one, I'm going to wait for you on that one, right? We're going to burn it. Going to get rid of it. Not going to hand it down. Going to get it out of your life. Luke 18, verse 1, And Jesus spoke a parable and then to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. The word faint there, you'll remember, means turn out to be a coward. Lose your courage. Interesting. You know, you can't lose what you didn't have before. So it's possible to have courage and then lose it. Right? To lose your courage, to be slothful in duty, to lose soul or heart, to grow weary. The literal text, Jesus said, uh, don't, wave the, don't, don't throw in the towel, don't wave the white flag. The white flag in history always signifies surrender or truce. It literally means to give up. No army or navy in history has ever gone to battle with a white flag among its belongings. No one prepares for it, all right? And yet we've been looking at, and I, I, I said to you several times, and I want to read it to you again tonight, I've discovered in my life, in my 40-plus years of walking with the Lord and living in God's kingdom and living by faith and walking by faith and, uh, you know, enjoying, enjoying the good times and, and, and enduring the tough times, that there is a reoccurring cycle of pressure it comes upon our lives to surrender, to wave the white flag, to give up, to go back, to go back from where you came from, to settle for less, to learn to live with mediocrity or ordinary, hardly adequate, average, commonplace. And I'm always challenged by John 10.10 10, that Jesus did not come to give you life and life more mediocre came to give you life and life more abundantly. But you have to make that personal, to be quite honest with you. You have to take that personal. You have to make it personal. And for some of you, it's going to be a little harder to change your thinking and your attitude because you weren't raised with that kind of get up and go get it attitude. You were raised with surrender, wave the white flag. When the going gets tough, you get going. Out. Not forward. And it's just an attitude oftentimes, and I'm not judging anybody, but it's just a reality. And so we, we've said that, you know, we're, we're talking here about not giving up. We're talking about perseverance, Luke, the sixth chapter. The word perseverance means that you're persistent in a course of ag action or, and purpose. Doggedness, I like that. The synonym is grit. The dictionary defines grit as boldness of character. I'm just going to give you a little bit of it. Boldness of character, courage, resolve, backbone, strength of will, tough, determination, tenacity, endurance. The synonym is guts. I like that. That's a good word in Texas. 
guts. I said it one time overseas, and I discovered that that's not a word you spoke in public there, but I, I got by with it because I'm from Texas. Amen. Uh, so we've been looking at things that cause people to surrender. We've been looking at all that. I, I, we, we've done so many lessons, I, I don't have time to, to speak to you about all of them. But last week, you'll remember uh, that we talked about discouragement and what it is and what it does and what it's like and that it's like water, that your heart gets like water, so you start following the path of least resistance. How many of you got something good out of that, right, that, to watch out for that? And uh, we, we looked at it from the standpoint of the nation of Israel going into the promised land. Remember, remember all that teaching, right? And the 10 spies discouraged 2 million, right? The 10 leaders discouraged the lives of over 2 million. So I want to come back to that tonight. But before we get in, I want to come back to that story. We're going to look at it from another place in Scripture because there's an aspect of this that I want you to see that, that I, I've noticed in my life and it's something that I have to, to be careful of and have to watch out for so that I'm not tempted to wave the white flag. But grit, perseverance, and passion. Write those three things down, if you would. Grit, perseverance, and passion uh, are, matter more in life than talent. Grit, perseverance, and passion matter more in life than talent. You know, as well as I too, that there are all kinds of incredibly talented people who have done very little in their life. And there are people with far less talent who have accomplished far more because of grit, perseverance, and passion. Can I hear a good amen tonight? Amen. Now, if, you're, if you have a talent and you marry that talent with grit, perseverance, and talent, I mean, and, and, and passion, wow, you're going to go someplace in life. All right? Now, we've been looking at the scripture in Hebrews 12, 3. So let's go look at that real quick, and then we're going to get into the new, the new, the new truth tonight that I, that I feel like the Lord wants us to look at. Uh, Hebrews 13, and uh, this has been, uh, yeah, 12, I'm sorry. Hebrews 12, speaking about Jesus, and then he warns us in verse 3, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against self, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. We've been spending a lot of time in these two words, wearied and faint, that you grow wearied and faint in your mind. I want to come back to wearied. The word wearied, let me, let me give you the definitions once again. I'm sure many of you have written this down several times. But he warns us here. He gives us a kind of a yellow light, right? Watch this. Watch out for this. Be careful for this. The word wearied there means you become faint-hearted, weak, feeble. Write this down to have it badly. Would you write that down, please, in your notes? Because that, that's going to be big tonight. To have it badly. It means to grow impatient or dissatisfied. To grow impatient or dissatisfied. It also means to crumble and to break down. So if, if, if I could get you to write some things down tonight, just for learning sake and emphasis sake, I would get you to write down to have it badly, to grow impatient and dis, dissatisfied, to crumble, to break down. Because we're going to see that actually happen in the nation of Israel. And we're going to look at why it happened to them, right? Why it came about, why they crumbled, why they broke down, what happened to them, okay? What brought this about in their life, all right? 
to have it badly. You know, as I, as I was looking at this the other day and I was thinking about it and, and studying this lesson to come and, 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 and minister to you and hopefully to teach you how to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give you, I kept coming back to that phrase, to have it badly, to have it badly. And as I thought about it, I thought I had this thought coming to my mind. I, I thought about Proverbs 23, 7, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, we know that that truth is connected to another great truth in the Bible, and that is that everything produces after its own kind, right? The first law of life, that everything produces after its own kind, right? So, for as a man thinketh in his heart. So, you know, in life, many times in life, it's our perception that rules us. Our perception that rules us, okay? It's an amazing thing, perception. How much a perception affects us. How many of you would agree with that statement, right? How much perception affects us. It has been said, I, I didn't come up with it, it's not original with me, that reality is not what is, it's what we perceive it to be. That your reality, my reality, oftentimes is not what is, but it's what we perceive it to be. All right? So perception is so powerful, right? Now, write this down if you take a note. You know, the word perception is an interesting word. The, the, the word was created, the English word perception was created in that part of English history called Middle English. That's when the King James text was actually written in the Middle English. A lot of people say it's Old English. It's not. It's Middle English. And it was a word that was created, and it literally means a taking in. Listen to it. A taking in. So my perception is created by what I take in. Now, we all know that living in the world we live in today, that we are flooded with information, flooded with opinions. We're flooded with it. Now, the, the rest of the definition of perception is awareness derived from a stimulus awareness derived from a stimulus so in fact something comes into us and stimulates us and creates our perception okay creates our perception you know there used to be a comedian back in the 70s he was absolutely hilarious some of you may remember his name was flip wilson and flip wilson who's now gone to heaven but uh, Flip Wilson used to have a character uh, uh, that he used to portray on his uh, comedy show. And one of his classic lines was, a lie is as good as the truth as long as you get somebody to believe it. Okay. And, you know, when I was thinking about this thing about perception, I thought about that. You know, you can believe a lie and for you it becomes truth. I can believe a lie, and for me, that becomes my truth. It's quite a thought, isn't it? And then that then becomes how I react or how I believe or how I build or how I create or how I treat somebody based on a lie. Because the lie has created my perception. It has stimulated this believing system in me, right? So to help you, help you let me give you a thought, right? Haven't we all at one time or another been frightened by a shadow?
I'll wait. I have been. Did I tell you the story last week about when I pulled into my driveway one time? Oh, my gosh. This is, this is life's embarrassing moment for me, right? I, I, I pulled into my driveway one day, and as I was pulling in, and my garage sits on the side of the house, and so as I was pulling in, I saw somebody moving on the inside of my house behind my front doors. So, you know, I threw my car in reverse and backed out the driveway. <laughs> no, I did, right? Come on. And uh, called 911, and they said, what's your emergency? And I said, I was pulling in my driveway, and I saw somebody in my house, and they said, you know, please don't go in. And I said, don't worry, I'm not. And, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I literally sat there, and I, I thought, where are all my security guys when I need them? You know, where were you guys? Amen. So anyway, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I thought, you know, maybe I ought to get a gun. And, you know, had, you know, all these thoughts, that, come on, all these thoughts are going through your head. And, and, uh, and I said, I live in a gated community. What good is this doing me, you know? And, and uh, then I... I was sitting there looking at it, and I thought, wait a minute. So I drove back up the driveway, and I discovered as I drove up the driveway that the sun was hitting my car just right, that it was actually reflecting into the door, and the glass door made it look like, because it's, it's a smoked glass door, it made it look like somebody was moving behind the door. So I called 911 and said, excuse me, I just called you a minute ago. Yes, sir, something happened. I said, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, it has. There was no one moving in my house. It was just a reflection of my door. And I've got to say, I'm sure the little lady, the sweet lady answering the phone, put her hand over her mic and went, because <laughs> there was just like, and I went, hello, are you still there? She came back on. She said, uh, I have called the officers and told them not to come to your house unless you really want them to. I said, I don't really want them to. I'm really kind of embarrassed. Thank you very much. I went in the house, there was no one there. <laughs> Ten minutes later, my doorbell rang, and it was two undercover officers who recognized my name when he came over, and they were in the area, so they came by just to check on me, and then I was really embarrassed. <laughs> but I thanked them profusely for being so attentive to their job and taking care of me in such a great way. And they were incredibly gracious, and they just stood there and kind of looked at me, and I said, you know, this really is embarrassing. And they said, yeah, we know. <laughs> and we won't tell the guys that serve at your church. Amen. So, uh, yeah, but it sure was frightening. It was nothing but a shadow, but, it, but, but I perceived it to be real. And your perception can become real to you. And it can affect you. It can generate, right? We go to movies, right? We know it's a movie, and yet our heart rate goes up. We cringe in our seats. Some of you even scream. I've heard you. It's the power of perception. It's what we're taking in. It's what we're taking in. So we've all been, all been frightened, right? So then the question then comes to me as I was thinking about this, who am I letting influence me? Who am I letting into my heart. What am I letting into my heart? Because it is creating my perception. Are you with me so far? Right? What, what is creating my perception? And, and how accurate is my perception of my life, of my abilities, of what is really going on, of even the people around me and the opportunities that may be in front of me? 
you know, what is, what is coming in, right? What is happening to me? All right. Now, last week we talked about Israel being discouraged by their leaders. So then the question then comes underneath that, who am I looking to for information? Who am I looking to for opinions? Who am I looking to for truth? Who am I looking to for inspiration? Who am I looking to for guidance? Get ready. Who am I looking to for correction? Because no matter how young you are, how old you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much smarter you may be than other people, all of us need correction. Could I get a 100% amen? Because ain't none of us in here perfect. So we need to have people in our lives that will shoot us straight and correct us when we need it and, and us be willing to receive it. So who am I letting create my perception, right? Am I guarding my heart, Proverbs 4.23? Am I guarding my heart, perception? Hmm? Now, up here, I want to come back to that definition of the word wearied, to have it badly, to have it badly, the perception of I have it badly. Man, it is amazing how quick perception can flip. Literally in a second. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 13. Let me show it to you in manifestation. Are you ready tonight? I hope, I hope tonight that we'll look at ourselves and we'll, we'll open up our hearts while I'm talking and, and let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Does that sound good? And, and uh, let, him, let him come into us, into our hearts through his word. You know, this word is alive and full of power and it divides asunder soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Listen to this. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Right? So that word that we're listening, that word that we're going to read, that word that we're hearing tonight has the power to come in and divide things up for us and say, hey, you've got a perception here that's correct or you've got a perception here that's wrong. Let's water the correct ones and let's get rid of the wrong ones. So you can have the life God wants you to have. Amen? So here in Numbers chapter 13, the nation of Israel's come to the promised land. They sent 12 spies into the place. You know the story. They've been gone... 40 days, they come back. Now watch what's about to happen, okay? They're on the border of the land that flows with milk and honey. If you've never heard this, listen, the term milk and honey in the original, in the Old Testament means a land that promotes health and prosperity. Did you get that? God had promised them that he was taking them to a land. Listen, they've been hearing this for years, that I'm taking you to a place, a land that promotes health and prosperity. Now, who wouldn't want to live in that place? Right? Right? What if a, what if a house came up for an, in a neighborhood here in town and you went to look at it and the realtor looked at you and said, you know, we can't explain it, but everybody that lives in this housing area, we've got it documented that everybody that lives in this housing area, they have better health and they prosper more. I'll take that house. Right? Who wouldn't want to live there? Well, that's what, come on, talk to me tonight. Well, that's what God was promising the nation of Israel. I'm taking you to a land that promotes health and prosperity, a land that flows with milk and honey. Wow. Okay? So he brings them to that land. It is a place that promotes health and prosperity, just like 3 John 2. I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your souls prosper. So the kingdom of God is a land that promotes health and prosperity. 
listening to God, obeying God, living according to the word of God, doing his do's and not, and don't, and not doing his don'ts is going to promote, promote health and prosperity in your life. Thinking like he wants you to think, believing like he wants you to think, acting is going to promote health and prosperity in your life. Sign me up. Right? So he tells them that. Now watch what happens. This is fascinating. Now let me show you something. Turn to me the 14th chapter before we begin reading in the 13th chapter. I want you to see who he's talking to. Look at verse 22. He said, because all these men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness. So all of these people, these two million people, are the people that saw God's glory and miracles in Egypt and in the wilderness. They had seen the, rock, the water come out of the rock. They'd seen the oil come out of the rock. They had seen the bitter water turn sweet by throwing a tree into it. They'd seen the snake bites when the snakes came into the camp. They'd seen when he, when he raised the symbol of Christ upon the pole that, that, that all the people got healed from the snake bites. They'd seen supernatural victory over a few of their enemies that attacked them. They had seen incredible things. Besides, they saw the Red Sea. These are people... Then they saw the miracles and the, and, the, and the manifestations of God in Egypt. They had seen the glory of God, all right? So this is nothing new to them. They knew God was on their side. They knew what God could do. Are you hearing? All right, so now let's come back. I want you, it's important that you understand that because perception is going to enter in. Watch, right? Chapter 13, all right? And uh, so they come out, look at verse 26, and they went and came to Moses, so they come back, 25, they returned searching the land for 40 days. And they went and came to Moses there and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of, of Paran to Kadesh and brought back unto them, brought back word unto them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we have gone to the land where you sent us and surely... Now, you, re, you and I read that word, we don't think much about it. But in the Hebrew language, the word surely is a covenant word. It's used in respect to covenant. So what they were saying was, God's promise to us is exactly what he said. It is exactly what is said. It is a land that flows with milk and honey. In other words, it is a land that promotes health and prosperity. All right, now watch what happens. Okay, so can you imagine with me? I, I've imagined this a lot. I'm sure at that point the people started looking at each other like, yes, yes, wow. These are the leaders, we trust them. Wow, it is a land that flows with milk and honey. Okay, it is a land that promotes health and prosperity. Incredible. Now watch what happens. So can you, sense their, can you sense their excitement? Yes. Now watch what happens. Verse 28. Nevertheless. What, what nevertheless? Read it with me. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now, can I just ask a question? If it is a land, and you said it is a land that promotes health and prosperity, is it not assumed that if there are inhabitants in the land, 
that promotes health and prosperity, that the people that live in the land will be healthy and prosperous? But they act surprised. First of all, that there's anybody there. Well, if it's a land that promotes health and prosperity, doesn't, don't you assume there's going to be people living there? And don't you assume they will be strong? And don't you assume they'll have great cities because it's a land that promotes health and prosperity? 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let's go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with them said, We be not able to go against the people. They are stronger than us. That's an interesting statement. How do you know someone is better than you? How do you know someone is stronger than you and you have never fought them? How do you know that they are stronger than you? You have not gone to battle with any of these people yet. And yet your perception is, I can't beat them. I can't do what they did. We can't overcome it. No fact. No experience. Never done it. Never met them. Never been around any of these tribes. And yet, their perception tells them we can't do it. It's not that they went against Jericho and got their whipped that didn't happen total perception based can I hear a good amen hmm? we can't take it they said we can't take it and we can't take it because there's people there that oppose us why are we surprised when we encounter opposition why are we surprised? Jesus told us in John 16, that in this life you will have temptations, tests, and trials. Have courage. Let's bring it in. Have guts. Have grit. Have perseverance. Have passion. Burn the white flag. He warned us. He told us that we would have opposition. Why are we surprised when we have opposition? The dictionary defines opposition. Write this down. This is good. As antagonism or hostility. Antagonism or hostility. It is, it is a person or a group of persons opposing, criticizing, or protesting someone, something, or another group. Did you hear it? What is opposition? It's a group of people, a person or a group of people, opposing, criticizing, protesting against you, your dream, God's vision, how you're trying to live. It's opposition. 
Hmm? They're all around us. Look at verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than us. How do you know they're stronger than you? You have not met any of them. You simply looked at them from a distance. And yet you are convinced that you're weak and they're stronger. Wow. Wow, I could understand it if you went to battle and got beat, but you haven't even gone to battle yet. And yet, you're already waving the white flag. All based on perception. Can I hear good amen tonight? They're stronger than us. Suddenly, suddenly, they have removed God from their equation. And these are the people, you read chapter 14, that saw the miracle, saw Egypt, saw the Red Sea, saw all of that, and perception, listen, this is powerful, perception has caused them to remove God from their equation because they have encountered opposition. Now, there's a famous saying in the military, right? A lot of you military people in here have heard this, right? And, 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 one, and I just learned it not very long ago. Right, And that saying is, you do all your planning, you do all your stuff, you get all of your things, you do all of your planning, you get everything ready, and then what, what, what is always said? Don't forget, the enemy has a vote. Am I right, military? Am I right about that? Right? You always have to say, as much as you plan, don't forget, the enemy has a vote. All right? I agree. The enemy has a vote. The Amalekites, the Jebusites, all those guys, they had a vote. But I'm going to add something to that. So does God. And these people that had seen the miracles and the glory of God, suddenly their perception removed God from the equation. You don't hear them say one word about God. It's that we can't, we can't, we're not, they're stronger, we're weak, they're strong, we're weak. And these are the people that had seen the glory of God. And suddenly, perception took God out of the equation. Am I helping anybody tonight? Right? Suddenly, God is no longer in the equation. Oh, I'm telling you from my own life experience, it is so easy to, to be strong in the Lord when you are in the good place in life. But man, how perception can change. And suddenly, you have it badly. I have it. Wow. Hmm. An hour ago, you were happy, and now your life sucks. Right? You were driving to church tonight as happy as you. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. Hey. Oh, praise and worship is going to be great. I wonder if pastor is going to be there. What's going on? You'd be surprised how many people we have called. Where's pastor this week? It's like, where's Waldo almost? You know? The amazing thing is I'm here and I'm over there too. Right, I'm teaching the same message over there because I recorded it and they're watching it on DVD. All right? But I decided to come and give you the real deal. Say thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. 
All right, so thank you. That's nice. I perceive that you're happy. Amen. All right, 10 minutes ago, I wasn't so sure. All right, so I, I, I keep going over this, but they're stronger than we, right? What's, what's, what's happened here? Now look at verse 32, and it says, They brought up an evil report of the land. Look, watch what they say. Now, these are the same guys, but watch what they say now. They brought up an evil report of the land, which they searched on the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we are gone to search it, watch this, is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. What? 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 You just told us that it is a land that promotes health and prosperity. You just told us that the people that be in the land are strong. But now you're telling us the land eats up the inhabitants. So in other words, forget everything we just told you about it being a land that flows with milk and honey and a land that promotes health and prosperity, that it's a land that, that made the people get strong. We're telling you it's a land not even worth going to. Now, we read this, and you know, I was, I was thinking this afternoon as I was meditating on this. You know, a lot of the things that happened in the nation of Israel, a lot of things that happened uh, in the course of God dealing with the human race are not recorded in this incredible book. Just a few things are recorded. So God picked and chose which ones he put in. So there are other things that went on that he didn't put in the scripture. You understand that, right? This is not a complete history of the nation of Israel. It's just like a rock skipping across the water. All right? So God put this in here so you and I can learn from it because this happens to us. And he put it in here so we could learn and so we could be aware and be knowledgeable and not be sucked in. All right, so here he tells us, right? See how quickly perception changed. It's a great place. It's a wonderful land. But then it goes to, and it promotes, and it, and it creates giants even. This land is so beautiful, it creates giants. Now, to forget we said that. It is actually a land that eats up the inhabitants. So, I got lie behind door number one, and I got lie behind door number two. Which lie do you want? <laughs> or which perception? And all of the perception creates in them, get ready, Verse 33, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. How do you know? How do you know how they saw you? You did not even talk to them. You can go back and read it. They did not speak to one inhabitant of the land other than Rahab. She was the only one they spoke to. The whole time they were in the land, they didn't talk to anybody because the land knew they were coming and they had word out through all the land, the promised land, that if they came in to catch them and kill them. So they didn't talk to anybody except Rahab. But now they're saying, well, they see us as grasshoppers. But, but you know what? It doesn't matter how, how they saw the Israel. What matters is how Israel saw Israel. For as a man thinketh in his heart. Doesn't care what you, it doesn't matter what your mama thought of you. Doesn't care, doesn't matter what your ex thought of you. Doesn't matter what the neighbor, doesn't matter what the guy at work thinks of you. What matters is what you think. Doesn't matter what their perception is. What matters is your perception. 
What matters is your perception, but their perception can become your perception. Or what you perceive their perception is. This gets so weird when you start breaking it down. Right? Well, they think this. Well, let me remind you of an incredible verse of Scripture. Jesus said, no man knows the heart of another man except that man and God. Hmm? One of the things that Rochelle used to do, and she would look at me and say, I know what you're thinking. And I'd say, sweetie, you have no idea what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. She finally quit doing it. So don't fall into that trap. And it is a trap, and we've all been in it. I, pro I can't say all. I guarantee you the vast majority of us have. I used to live there a lot. Right? Being driven what I thought people were thinking about me when they probably, I probably wasn't even on their mind in any way. All right? So they brought up an evil report of the land. You would think they were talking about two different places. But it was the same land. Okay, I'm almost done. Are we good? You know what's fascinating? They said we are grasshoppers in their sight. But if you get into the book of Joshua, the second chapter, right, you discover that Rahab says to the spies, she says to the spies there, she says, we have been afraid of you since you left Egypt. Our hearts have been filled with dread since you left Egypt. That was over 40 years. So in fact, the people of the land were terrified of the nation of Israel, and they thought they were grasshoppers in their sight. In fact, the people of the land saw the nation of Israel as the giants. <laughs> wow. Hmm? Look at chapter 14. We're almost done. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses, against Aaron. The whole congregation said unto them, Would to God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or God would have let us die in the wilderness. Wherefore has the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and the children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? And they said unto one another, Let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. So we want to go back. We're waving the white flag and we want to go back. We want to go back. Now, I'm just going to get real blunt with you. Can I, can, is that all right? Go back to what? Hmm? I cannot tell you how many times in my life I've had this conversation in my head. You ought to just quit and go back. Go back to what? Hmm? Go back to what? 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 22 says that if you're not careful, you can, be, you can be like the dog that goes back to its vomit and the pig back to its mud. So, what are you, Charles? Are you a dog or a pig? So what are you going to go back to? 
I'm asking you tonight. What are you going to go back to? When the devil tells you, you ought to quit coming to church, you ought to quit living by the word, you ought to quit doing the things you've taught, you ought to quit living this way, you ought to quit doing this thing because you've got opposition, because you're never going to get there, because the problem is too big, because your parents disagree with you, because your friends make fun of you now, because of this, because of that, because the washing machine quit washing, whatever it is. Hmm? What are you going back to? Okay, quit. Leave. Leave God. Leave the kingdom. What are you going back to? I remind you that you came to God because you did not like what you were in. You came out of it because you thought there was a better life. Now the devil's telling you that Egypt is better. As for me, I am not a dog. I am not a pig. And I'm not going back to my vomit, and I'm not going back to the mud. Go back to what? Does that make sense to you tonight? Perception. You know what happened to them? Listen, right? They became impatient. They became dissatisfied. They crumbled, and they broke down. Do you agree with that? Would you say amen to that? Huh? They fainted in their minds. What does the word fainted mean? They ceased to be able. They, let their, they lost their passion for the promised land. They wanted it. Ten guys told them they couldn't have it. It was too big. It was too hard. It wasn't worth it. Isn't that interesting? It's too big. It's too hard. It's really not worth it. It's too big. It's too hard. The people that are there have got a good deal, but it's really not worth it. It's really not a good place. And we hear the same lies today. The same attempts to create in us the wrong perception to where we're afraid of a shadow. Hmm? Or there's a giant in the land who in fact is afraid of you. Let's try that again. There's a giant in the land who is in fact afraid of you and may not know they need to be afraid but they should be because of who you are and what you can do with the word of God did you learn some good things tonight amen stand to your feet with me let's pray close your eyes lift your hands towards heaven I ask you a question tonight are there some perceptions in you right now some perceptions Huh? Things that in fact are holding you back or hindering you or maybe causing you to miss out on a relationship or an opportunity. Oh, I could never go back to school. Well, who said? Who said? Is there a law somewhere that says you can't go? Oh, I, could, I could never become a supervisor at work. Really? Were you born with a little sign that said never can become a supervisor? Where, where, did, where did you get those perceptions? Oh, those people hate me. Really? Well, maybe they do. Move on down the road. Quit worrying about them. Doesn't matter what they think of you. What matters is what you think of you. Now, they may oppose you, they may criticize you, they may stand against you, but so what? 
Pastor, you know, they, they have a vote. I know, but so does God. So does God. God has a vote too. Father, speak to us. Help us tonight and tomorrow as we think about what we heard tonight, as we think about the nation of Israel. Lord, help us to embrace what we've learned here tonight and take it into our hearts and into our minds. And we're not going to be ruled by, by the wrong perceptions. We're not going to be ruled by them in the name of Jesus. We're going to look at our lives and we're going to ask ourselves, what are we letting stimulate our perception? What are we listening to? What is forming our perception? I'm not a grasshopper. I'm not a dog. I'm not a pig. I'm not going back. I'm not going to live in the wilderness. I'm not going back to vomit and mud. I'm going to go forward and have the life that God wants me to have. Me and my family. And everyone that agreed said, Amen, amen, amen. amen. Lift your hands towards heaven with me. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. For information on teaching material or questions about our church, please visit us at alfc.com.